get my mug going. There we go. And now you can see my face. Ah! <laughs> no. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hopefully everybody's doing okay. Um, <clears throat> and everybody's safe. And talking about this episode, it's a big thing, okay? Everybody talks about the importance of touch, or maybe I just talk about the importance of touch in relationships, but a lot of complaints. Get my mug going. There oh. we go. And now you can oh, see oh, my oh. face. <laughs> no. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hopefully, let me back up a little bit. Sorry about that, people. Um, now, <laughs> let's try to kick that up a little bit now. And looking at the situation about, you know, touch. And I said the importance of, um, a, you know, about touch and affection and relationships. I talked about it on numerous shows. Um, and now I'm going to try to, uh, post it on my timeline and see what happens. So, um, but anyways, going to, uh, talk about the situation, you know, what's important to you when it comes to affection and a lot of people going on to the aspect about, um, We'll see. You know what, Greg? Oh, my God. You know what? She's not that affection. Yeah. Believe it or not, I said she. So there's a lot of aspects I talk about that it's only, you know what? It's not only women complaining about a lack of affection, but it is also, believe it or not, men complaining about a lack of affection. And we can get into um, talking about, you know what, what types of affection people want. It's not a right, it's not a wrong. It's looking at the you know identity as far as what works best, you know, for you, how you want to be touched, how you want to be um caressed, that type of thing about affection. But I'm gonna talk about a different maybe attitude today where you know what I get men, women, doesn't matter, where it gets into the situation where, you know what? I'm just not affectionate. And I hear this from a lot of people. I hear it from women. Eh, you know what? I'm not that affectionate. I like sex, whatever, but I'm not that affectionate. Hey, Hazura. Hey, welcome from Malaysia. I appreciate you stopping in again. Uh, much love to you. Hopefully everything is doing okay um, in the far east out there, or far east from the United States. So I appreciate you um, tuning in, okay? So going back with affection, you know what, and it's women, it's men, whatever, that I get complaints probably on a daily basis in my office from couples, individuals alike. Greg, you know what, I like affection and I'm not getting it, okay? And I hear people going back to, you know what, Greg, I'm just not an affectionate person. I'm, you know what, affection, no big deal. And we could, you know, go back and forth and look at, you know, as a child, you know what, no one was affectionate with you, you know, ever, your family was hands off, no hugs, no kissing, any of that stuff. We can look at all that aspect, whatever, no big deal. Or can I look at, you know what, what is the reason you're not affectionate? Okay, you're not used to it. Great, terrific. You're afraid that, you know what, if you're affectionate, someone's going to see weakness and use it against you, or you're going to start loving it, and that person rejects you. You get me? You start wanting a hug, whatever, and they say no and they reject you. So you don't like affection because it's a protection mechanism, right? You don't want your heart broke. You don't want to feel like that person, your love, doesn't want to touch you, doesn't want to hold you, doesn't want to caress you, that type of thing. Or is it that, you know what, whatever it is, it's your DNA, it's your genetics, you just don't like affection. But here's the twist. 
Do you know how many complaints I get about people coming in my office about a lack of affection? And the trick or the trigger is that, you know what, Greg, you know what, when they come home from work, he or she doesn't matter. You know what, the kids, you know what, they're affectionate with the kids. They're affectionate with the dog, with the cat, but they're just not affectionate with me. So I back up a little bit and I say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? I'm maybe a little bit of a smart ass. That's me. But I look at, didn't you just say you're not an affectionate person, but yet you are affectionate with the dog, with the cat. You pet the dog, pet the cat. You like it. You're affectionate with the kid. You hold the kids on your lap and, you know, you're affectionate with them. So wait a minute. Back up a bit. Didn't you just tell me you're not an affectionate so I sort of laugh and we joke about it with clients and stuff. I just, you know, try to have that relationship with the clients and looking at those elements to where, you know what, is it, what is it that, you know what, you're affectionate with the pets, with your kids, but you're just not affectionate with one another. Is it a human thing or is it an adult thing that sort of is a little bit anxiety provoking for you? Again, not looking at, you know, bashing right or wrong. And when I joke around about that, that, you know what, you're affectionate with the kids or, you know what, with the animals, no big deal. I'm an animal fan too. But looking at the dynamics that, you know, it's just not, you know, you're not an affectionate person. That's not necessarily true because you are. But what is holding you back about being affectionate with your partner or with an adult? And a lot of times I look at, well, kids are, they don't ask for anything. They don't expect anything. That makes it easier for me to be affectionate, you know, hold them, whatever. They're kids, they're innocent. And I'm like, why would that prevent you from holding each other? Again, does it come back to a place of weakness? Does it come to a place of that you feel like you lost your power, whatever that means, that you're vulnerable, that you're weak, and being affectionate with one another, I'm going to tell you, okay, I could be wrong, but I've seen it increase the emotional connection in the relationship, not only the physical, but being affectionate with one another, it's soothing, it's connecting, it's, I think, a genuine human condition, if you will, a natural human condition, and being affectionate with one another, you know what, it builds intimacy, not only physical intimacy, but it builds emotional safety and emotional, you know, connection with one another. So I look at what gets in the way of that situation and why are you maybe affectionate with your pets? You're affectionate with your kids. However, you're not affectionate with each other. And we look at, is it because you don't like each other? Or, you know what, maybe you're afraid of being rejected that a lot of people might go up to, you know, someone's making dinner, you know, the man, woman, doesn't matter, and the other one goes, maybe grabs their booty a little bit, or goes and gives them a hug, and then their partner, oh my God, I'm busy, what are you doing? That type of thing. So it turns into feeling rejected, okay? So what happens? They learn wrongfully, because the perceptions are whacked, they learn, you know what, or they assume, better term, that their partner doesn't want to be touched by you. So you go back and you go, you know, the situation where I'm not going to touch you anymore because it hurts. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to touch you if you don't want me touching you. Instead of looking at, is it a situational based, you know what, they don't want to get burned, they're too busy, that type of thing, that doesn't necessarily mean 
that they don't want affection from you. But instead of talking about it, instead of, you know what, addressing that situation, what do you do? You let it just build and build and build, and then you both are in affection with each other based on a perception that's not accurate. And I get it. You know what? No one wants to put themselves out there with afraid of being hurt, with the fear of being rejected, not wanting to be touched. Or, you know what? My my partner is repulsed when I touch her or him, and I'm not ever going to put myself in that situation. And it could be based on a perception that's not accurate, people, and it's sad, okay? So be able to talk about it and look at, you know what? If you're not affectionate, what's holding you back? And... What types of affection do each one of you need? Hazura, everything we can do, think positive. Talk nicely. Always give kids hugs and kiss, kisses. Kids need this always. Don't bring your negative attitude. It's not good. Hazura, you mentioned a terrific you know, aspect that you can do it with kids, but what gets in the way of being affectionate with your partner? Does that mean you're not connected or does the lack of affection come down to, you know what, that you feel that your partner doesn't want you to touch them? The fear of rejection, the fear of being hurt, being crushed, that type of aspect. And let's face it, it hurts like hell to feel like your partner doesn't want you to touch them, doesn't want you know you to make love with them, to kiss them, that type of thing. And it's not easy to go after. However, what if the affection aspect is, you know what, based on a perception and you keep holding on to that for months, years, that type of aspect and you start selling yourself out and you start losing the emotional connection because you're not being affectionate with each other. Believe it or not, right? Emotional connection bridges physical connection. No big deal, right? Everybody knows this. However, the physical, being affectionate with one another can also be emotional connecting, okay? It can build emotional connection. There we go as I trip over my words, okay? Um, so we look at that situation, you know what? To be able to talk about it, and if somebody says, oh, I'm not just affectionate, but they're, you know what? They're petting a dog. They're being affectionate with the kids. That's not necessarily true. Look at, babe, what is getting in the way of being, you know what? Affectionate with me. I see you're affectionate with kids. I see you're affectionate with the animals. And if you have no pets, whatever, maybe they're affectionate with their friend's dog or cat or, you know, relatives' dogs or cat. They, you know, just love the animal, always petting it, not annoyed by it. But they're affectionate that way, however, because it's safer. There's no fear of being rejected or looking at, you know what, if you were raised where affection wasn't part of your life, sadly, but it happens to a lot of people, you know, look at what fears or what drawbacks do you have to be affectionate? You know, what is uncomfortable about it? Because remember, because it's like a human natural thing to be affectionate, perhaps, for a lot of people it isn't. So look at the apprehensions, look at what gets in the way of that, and what maybe fears you have about being affection, affectionate or, you know what, embrace that it's uncomfortable, but you want to learn and you want to be soothed. And part of affection could be just caressing each other. It could start with just holding hands. You know what, putting a hand on a back, on a leg, on a shoulder, on, on excuse me, on an arm, easy for me to say, not at all as I'm tripping over my words. Um, 
But those things can really build connection on all levels, the emotional, the physical levels. It can build connection by being affectionate with one another, okay? And the skin-to-skin contact, it's huge. Go after it, okay? Look at what gets in the way of it. And has there, oh, I'm single, no partner in my life right now. Dang, if only you were in America. But, <laughs> no. Looking at those avenues, you know what? What does it take? What is getting in the way from you not being affectionate with one another? Is it the fears? Is it the insecurities of not being loved, not being wanted, not being chosen, not being desired? Or is it just an uncomfort level because in your whole life you were just never used to that, okay? And it's sort of ironic, and I hear this from numerous people, okay? You know what? I've never been affectionate. Now it's an issue, Greg, and we've been married 20 years. And I'm like, I get that. Now that tells me, right, what the par person that is complaining about not getting enough affection or that their partner is not affectionate, the only thing that changed was, you know what, their tolerance for it. Maybe that partner that likes affection, you know what, they were selling themselves out for years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. A lot of stories I can tell you, but the only difference is that their tolerance ended, and now it becomes an issue because they miss it. They feel like they're selling, they've sold themselves out for many years, okay? And it creates an issue, and they don't feel love. They don't feel desired, and they put up with it for so long or tried to, you know, endure it for so long, so many years, and what happens is now they can't do it anymore because they realize it's so important to them. And now their partner is looking at, why are you complaining about it? I've been this way forever. You get me? But even though that partner's been that way forever, doesn't mean you can't grow and change and evolve and look at, you know what, what gets in the way of being affectionate. Okay? Again, everybody assumes it's men that aren't affectionate. That's not true. There's women out there that are, you know what, they lack in the affection department that they're uncomfortable giving affection. I've had men, matter of fact, yesterday, believe it or not, that that was one complaint. You know what, I'm affectionate. I'm an affectionate person, Greg, and I'm okay. I'm confident to say I'm a man, and I like affection to be able to, you know what, and it hurts me that my wife doesn't want to touch me or hug or embrace with each other, and it, you know what, it kills me. And trying to work on that and trying to kick up the avenue and kick up the desire to be affection and reduce the fears that might be getting in the way or maybe discomfort about being affection. But I can, you know, tell you by being more affectionate with one another, it can catapult emotional connection big time and it can, you know what, increase a huge aspect as far as, you know what, triggering positive growth and positive, you know what, connection on all levels in your relationship or in your marriage. So start trying to be more affectionate with one another and see what starts happening. Maybe you're going to feel a lot less stress. You're going to feel more connected, as I said. Maybe you're going to start joking around with each other just because you start feeling like you like each other by touch, by being affectionate with one another. Again, not a right or wrong, but be able to go after it, okay? Now, you know what? Check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. Check the show, The Art of Relationships show, every Tuesday and Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time. Okay? Again, sorry about tripping all over my words today. 
Um, peace and love to everybody out, out there. Take care, everybody. You know what? Have a great, great Tuesday. Peace.